welcome to the Prism of Torah podcast archive with your host, Rabbi Saf Aaron Prisman. This podcast features a Devat Torah called Parshas Vayechi, Ephraim and Menasha. Shalom to everyone. I know I, uh, I didn't forget about sending you guys the, a summary of the Hespedim and the stories about Rav Steinman Sotzal. And Blinader, I'll try to get everything together by next week because there's still some that I haven't listened to myself. With regards to this week's parsha, Parshas Vayechi, we know that Yaakov Avinu elevates his two grandsons, Ephraim and Menashe, to the status of Shvatim. In the process, he bestowed on them uh, the famous bracha, the blessing that has become the standard blessing by which we, most of us, are mevarech, our, our sons. Till this very day, as we all we, as we all know, we say, "May Hashem make you like Ephraim and Menashe." So, the Mefarshim ask, "Why did Yaakov instruct the Jewish people to bless our, our sons, Davka, to be like Ephraim and Menashe, as opposed to anyone else?" If you think about it, this question is even strengthened more by the fact that we all know the bracha for the daughters is to be like the Imahot. That being the case, it would have been a lot more logical to bless our sons to be like the Avos. So what's Pshat? One of the answers that is given by Chazal is that Ephraim and Manashe were able to achieve more than their potential. Up to this point, only the sons of Yaakov merited to be considered among, amongst the, the twelve tribes, the Shvatim. Because Ephraim and Manashe were grandchildren, they weren't really sons of Yaakov, and they weren't really destined to be one of the tribes. However, because of their greatness, Yaakov elevated them to the status of Shvatim. In this way, they achieved the incredible accomplishment of reaching beyond their potential. And accordingly, we bless our children for the same idea to emulate Ephraim and Manashe, to be able to aspire, and we pray that they aspire to reach beyond their potential. Now, specifically about Ephraim and Menashe, the Mepharshim explained that the reason they were able to achieve a higher level than... How, how did they come into fruition that they reached a higher level than their potential? It's mainly because of two reasons. One is because despite the environment that was not so spiritual, to say the least, that they lived in, it still didn't affect, and they were able to maintain their spiritual level, which we discussed in previous Tivri Torah how important that is. The second was that they were first brothers in history to live in harmony with each other. And if you think about it, that pretty much shows that on both sides of Lufos Ablis, they excelled from a certain perspective. Because to, to continue being on the high spiritual level despite the environment, that's a Ben Adam Lamakwim. And to be in harmony with uh, with uh, one with each other, that's a ben adam mitzvah. The Targum Yoinasan writes that Yaakov was saying that one should bless their sons to be like Ephraim and Menashe, specifically during the bris milah. It seems that this interpretation fits very nicely with the idea we're presenting, that we want our sons to emulate Ephraim and Menashe in the area of it becoming great, because we know there's a famous prayer during the bris milah that we say, May this cotton, this 
small kid become into a big, a gadol kid. Obviously, this doesn't mean that we want this small boy to grow up into a large man, even though that is what we want. But that's not what we mean when we say those words. Rather, the godless we're talking about here is in the context of spiritual greatness. And it goes hand in hand with what we're saying, that we're blessing our children to be truly great, just like if Rami Masha reached the high spiritual levels where we're discussing here that they even surpassed their potential. Now, I would like to share with you the following halacha that's brought down that's relevant to this. It's brought down, before we bring this halacha down, we all know the famous story about Moshe Rabbeinu when he was a baby who was picked up out of the water by Basia, the daughter of Paro. She tried to have the Egyptian woman nurse him, but he refused to drink their milk. Rashi over there explains that this was because in the future Moshe would speak to the Shechina. Shechina means the divine presence. That's because we know in the future Moshe would communicate directly with Hashem, and therefore was inappropriate that he should absorb milk from a non-Jewish woman even when he was a baby. Now, this is this is brought down to Allah. What do I mean when I say that? The Ramah states, and this is brought down in the Shulchan in Yoledea, in Siman Pei Aleph Seif Zain, it's brought down the following, that one should not feed a baby with milk from a non-Jewish woman, if possible. Alamakom, meaning right there and there, the Vilna Gon comments that the source of the Ramah is the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu would not drink from the milk of the Egyptian woman. Rav Kamenetsky asks, how can we apply Moshe's case to the, that of every child? In the case of Moshe, the reason why he wouldn't drink from the milk was, like we discussed, because he would in the future speak with the Divine Presence, with the Shekhinah. However, that reason is inapplicable to everyone else. And Rav Yaakov Kamenetsky answers that we learn from here a very important insight. That we must bring up our children and do everything possible as if, they w- as if they could possibly indeed reach the level where they will speak to the Divine Presence, to the Shekhinah. Accordingly, we must do everything we can to raise them in such a fashion that will allow them to become great people. And obviously, that implies the environment, the schools, the friends, and everything we invest in our kids to do the best that we can. We don't need to speak again about the Western world and how it, we're exposed to it and how they can affect us. But we have to do the best to take the good out of that world and do our best not to allow it to affect our children. And I would like to end with a story like I tried to do that shows that we always have to remember who we are we're the chosen people we our whole life has a lot of meaning to it if we think about it and we should really take advantage of it and maybe by doing that we'll also have positive thoughts and actions to ensure that we bring up our children to become to become as 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 and reach high spiritual levels
the story is actually brought by the Chafetz Chaim. The Chafetz Chaim says that once upon a time, this is a mashal, it's not a true story this time, people wanted to go on the train for the first time in their life, so they gathered some money, and they go in, and they buy a ticket in the office. As they go on the train, they follow some people. Now, there are three different places on the train. One is business class. The other one is the regular economy. And then there's place for the cargo. So they buy the tickets, and then they follow these these guys. It happens to be that the guys they were following were gangsters, the robbers. So they didn't really buy a ticket. They jumped over the fence. And they went into the cargo section when no one's there, so they can get a free ride. Now these people didn't know that, so they they walk into the cargo section and they sit there. As the as the person that checks for tickets walks by, they those guys just jumped and flipped back. And the people that bought a ticket also tried to flip back because all they're doing is following what they see. But of course, they didn't have the skills to flip backwards so fast without anyone seeing. So they got caught. The officer says, uh, well, I saw you. Come over here right now. What is it? Where's your ticket? So they sh- so they show them the ticket, and he goes, You fools! Why in the world are you in the cargo section? You bought a ticket to be in business class. Why are you wasting your ride sitting in the cargo? I think the nimshal is uh, pretty obvious. We were zoiche to have a, a, a neshama of a yid, and we're able, and we have the potential to reach a high spiritual level and bring up our kids in such a fashion and continue the Masoat, the tradition from our parents and uh, we shouldn't waste it on uh, going through life in the cargo section even though that may mean that we have a lot of uh, physical pleasures but at the end of the day what life is all about is spirituality and upgrading the physical to become spiritual that will be zoiche to bring up our children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren in this derech. Good job. This is the Prism of Torah podcast. Through Asaf Aaron Prisman, please share with your friends and family. Prismoftorah.com is where you can find the full archive of Divri Torah. You can contact us through the website. Once again, prismoftorah.com. This podcast was produced for free by Ali Podcast Production. Lunishmas, Leva, Siona, Yakov Alexander, Ben Mordechai, Isaac, Ben Moshe.